the Podjectivity Network. Uh, was watching Golden State and the Clippers last night. Uh, the new Golden State Arena did have the mosaic of of fans. I've seen plenty of arenas though, just nothing, just seats with tarps over them. Right. And uh, the players seem, in terms of the intensity and and such, you know, they don't seem less invested because they don't have that extra boost from what I've seen. Like the bubble, uh, the the product is outstanding. Uh, a couple of things are showing though, lack of a lack of training camp, lack of time together before the season. We're seeing a lot of blowouts. Uh sloppy just, sequences and things too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and when a game gets away maybe maybe that's the no crowd thing is when you get down by 15 and then you get down by 20, it's like there's nobody bringing you back and there's nobody there. So you just kind of like take your beating and it's not as humiliating somehow. Maybe, maybe. Can you? Does any human being call the Golden State Warriors the Dubs? No. Who? who but there's stuff all over the arena. Dub Hub, Dubs, Dubs, Dubs. Like, Dub Nation. What? Lame. And it's it. Well, I don't live in Oakland or San Francisco, but it just feels like one of those. Uh, we made up a nickname for ourselves. Now call us it. Call us this nickname. But our listeners in the Bay Area are probably just like incensed. Well, they're hitting skip for one thing. And yeah, <laughs> and they're throwing up out their car window because <laughs> it probably means a lot to them. But yeah, yeah, dubs, dubs. I just I don't. It's weird to watch a champion and perennial contender for however many years there, where they had, you know, a healthy. Clay Thompson and Steph and then the Durantula and whatnot go go through rebuilding mm. and just the fortunes of a dynasty mm-hmm. can drop. Yep. In the modern age, I guess. Or, You've probably been subjected to more than your fair share of me bitching about the Warriors and their dynasty. Mm. And guess what's happening? I'm starting to like them now. Oh, of course. Of course. Because now that they're shaky and it is retooling and it's them building something a little bit more organically a little more from scratch and damned if i wasn't enjoying the product last night and kind of pulling for them they were playing the clippers you didn't want to you didn't expect to (sighs) you read my phone all of my basketball threads cheers are like i can like just about anybody but fuck those guys forever and i'll never yeah I wouldn't piss on them if they were on fire and all the blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, now that it's a little wobbly and they have some new faces and they aren't just a lock to win. And you can't hate Steve Kerr. It's enjoyable. Ever. You, can't, you can't hate Steve Kerr. You can't root against no. him. Come on. I thought he pushed it a little bit, if we're talking about basketball. I thought he disrespected the game a little bit. How? Uh, in years past, when they were great, unbeatable. And he... Nobody loves the media stuff you have to do. Nobody loves the perfunctory half hour before the game. Uh, you have to go up to the dais and the reporters are like, so, coach, uh, what do you think is going to be the difference tonight? And you go, I don't know. We got to get after them. We got to play defense. We got to hit the glass. Sure. And in a couple of those 
perfunctory media settings, he like did his nails and stuff as like a, <laughs> no, he's just being funny, but it's like, okay, dynasty, like everybody's got to do this. Even you dynasty. So just, I, I but I'm easily offended too. I'd be my, clipping my toenails. My sports That's people. how offended I am by that courtside oh bullshit. <laughs> Filing his nails. Shaving my, trimming be my Shaving ear my hair. legs. Yeah. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Am I interrupting you or are you interrupting me? <laughs> yeah. So I'm oversensitive to stuff like that, though. What did Marshawn Lynch say? Just, I'm all about the action buffs. Oh, man. What, what <laughs> hasn't he said? <laughs> was that disrespectful or was that just somebody being real? Uh, what do you mean? What? In his stubborn refusal oh, to play the media game. Where, at the Super Bowl. But not just the Super Bowl. Like, there's many times where he's just yeah. got one line prepared and he will repeat it over and over to every question. My favorite one is, I think, I'm just about that action, boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's case by case. When he does it, it's hilarious. And it, case by case. Okay. Like, Snoop Dogg. Regardless of where he is or what the laws are, can just smoke weed wherever he wants and like at all times. And nobody It's flinches. like Dave Chappelle smoking cigarettes on stage. Nobody wherever, yeah. Case by case. Okay. We couldn't do that. No. But nobody bats an eye. I wonder if the case could be made that no one has marketed their persona more effectively and broadly than mm. Snoop. Like I'm in the beverage adult beverage business you know so the 19 crimes wine almost everywhere i go there's a big cardboard cut out of snoop what What? with 19 crimes 19 crimes is a criminals yeah and they have the bourbon aged wine and it's delicious and yeah but apparently there's something where like if you scan something on the bottle with your phone it pulls up a music video and he's tied it all snoop yeah Huh. Or a hologram appears on the table, you know, played out of the wine bottle or some shit like that. What? Uh, I've never even heard of it, but huh. that won't surprise anyone but here I mean, or listening. Tell me about this team that gave it itself its own nickname. Oh, it, it, that's just more whining for me. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, they refer to themselves as the dubs. W for Warriors, dubs for short. Dubs. Uh, that's, what, that's what it is. Okay, at least that's an explanation. I, is I didn't this, even know that. Doesn't it sound like a kid coming back after like fourth grade and coming back in fifth grade and being like, my name's Jaguar Paw now. <laughs> Everyone calls well, me that. That's more that's more explanation than I've ever heard. Okay, uh, well you got something there. I when I first moved into my neighborhood, there was this young boy who went by Radar. Yeah. His name was Radar. And it was a fuller. Yeah. $10,000 says he made up his own nickname. Oh, yeah. It's that cool. Yeah. Radar. And uh, you can call me Radar. And it was a, <laughs> it was a funny day when he was like old enough to be like, it's, it's, it's Jerry now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. We had college nicknames that were unflattering. One of my friend's nicknames was Freak. They were both Eric. Freak and Sloth. And... Into their 20s, that's what they were known as. Freak, Freak and, sloth. and Sloth. Yeah. And do you ever have an unflattering nickname? Mm. Um, not not really. Um, no, not really. Lucky. My brother and his buddies used to call me Sandy. As oh. If it's a woman's name. It's close to Because women Andy, are weaker uh, and dumber. Sandy, exactly. What an insult, right? <laughs> well, Sandy is kind of a lame name, but... 
Yeah. Sorry to all the Sandys well, uh, out there. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Chris doesn't speak for the podcast <laughs> on that one. Aunt Sandy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't really have. Oh, jeez. I mean, people have. Higgs is a great last name. Well, every, so you don't need a nickname when you have a last name. You've like been that. Higgs probably for years. Oh yeah, and everybody's taken their run at like Daniel, you know, Daniel Richard. So everybody's got to go Daniel Dick or something like that, you know. Good one. And I'm like, that's my dad's name. Yeah, uh, he was old enough, your dad, that he was an unironic Dick. Exactly. That is years, totally right? a generation yeah. thing. Dick. An unironic Dick. And <laughs> yeah, never. I can't even. I'm 47 and I still can't. With the, I'm sorry. There's a couple of dicks in my That's in awful. my world. There are. Yeah, like in my in the professional world in the surveying development pro dicks. There's a few. There's still a few out there that are unironically dick. The old um, hospice boss that I had used to joke about if anyone was named Myrtle. They are okay. automatically grandfathered into hospice. <laughs> like, <laughs> no questions asked. Yeah. Uh, there's a lame bar somewhere. I think it's Green Bay area called Richard Craniums. Oh, <laughs> get it? <laughs> Dickheads, Chris. Very Richard, good. Richard Craniums. You're, you really get a slice of the world. At, at least Wisconsin. Job. Yeah. That's yeah. almost as good as. What was that? That's all that matters. Hippo yeah, right, place, sure. the hippo the thumpers. peppermint hippo. <laughs> hippo thumpers. Hippo thumpers. <laughs> I was thinking of bean snappers, which is another one. Equally. Hippo thumpers. Classy. No, it's not a thing. It's, what is it? Hip- the peppermint hippo. Peppermint which hippo. Dan spearmint ex- rhino. The spearmint That's rhino. That's an odd to the yeah. world famous it's spearmint a rhino. Mm-hmm. Yes. That no, no one gets, because... What is it with uh, no. with uh, comparisons to Vegas? Because in Oshkosh, there's a, replica, a replica of the Las Vegas sign, like yep. "Welcome to Oshkosh." Oh, that's the, right. Osh Vegas. Osh Vegas. Now that's leaving Osh Vegas. Yeah, uh, there it I, is. Yeah, like what the, you know, there's really nothing. No about similarities, this place whatsoever. The doctor will refer to Janesville as Janes Vegas. He will. He will, a friend of ours, and we refer to as a doctor. Yeah, the Las no Vegas medical. thing, yep. I kind of laugh every single time. I don't know that Las Vegas is great, though. Mm. Depends what you're into. But if you don't like gambling, for instance. Who's been to Vegas? Hands? Yes, if you're into taking okay. shrooms and getting overwhelmed and shutting okay. down and going back to your hotel room. That I'm was your, your experience? <laughs> yeah. Taking a psychedelic before hitting Just the strip. That's bold. Dumb. That's dumb. bold. Yeah, and then like going to the cheap casinos and having to catch my breath suddenly mm. for what reason I can't imagine. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Stupid. Not the high dollar places, really. No, but okay. the food I did like the. It was like two bucks for a I've buffet. I've got regrets. I've heard that. I've got Vegas regrets. Ooh. Mm. And I know what they say happens there should stay, but I'm gonna spill it. It's just, really far though, and it's for you guys. It it can't hurt us. So please. Okay, so. On. Regret number one was I was there with a couple of cousins. Our uncle had given us the family Ford Aerostar minivan Mm. to take it across the country and back. That's insane. When I was 20 and they were like 18 and 16. Mm -hmm. Great adventure. And that's how you want to roll into Vegas in a Ford Aerostar. Oh, yeah. It's just total pussy magnet. And uh, 
and we went to a water park that was on the strip at the time. That's how we celebrated Vegas in part. But then we thought, should we take in a show of some kind? When was this? See somebody get like mauled by a tiger. Like 20 years ago? Because 20 yeah, years ago, a water park probably would have been really cool. Sure. And it was a desert and it was summer and mm-hmm. whatever. Chicks and, you know, not fully clothed. We were in. And uh, should I not call women chicks? <laughs> I'm glad that you're asking me. Yeah. On behalf of all women. Chicks is approved. Okay, thank you. Um, but if you had said whores everywhere. <laughs> Sluts in swimsuits. Bitches <laughs> everywhere hanging on the side of the Aerostar. <laughs> but no, uh, we thought, should we take in a show at some point? And the great George Carlin was in town. <gasps> and I was like, guys, it's Carlin. We've got to. And they were like, eh. So because I couldn't convince them, I didn't go. Terrible. Mm. And now he's gone. Pardon, what year? Would have been like 2001, 2000-ish. No, no, no. Wait a minute. 98-ish, probably. Late 90s. Uh, That that hurts. That, That was heartbreaking. Late 90s. He died in 08. Right. You would have seen him long before the the end. Mm-hmm. He would have still still had it. Oh man. Yeah. And we were the whole trip, we were all like, God, we're gonna get laid a hundred times between <laughs> Iowa and California and every gas station. <laughs> blowjobs for everyone. Chicks. Obviously. Chicks everywhere. Chicks. Spilling out of the big sliding side door of the Aerostar. <laughs> but it it never boots. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't materialize. Believe it or not. But then we, th- as Shocking. we rolled, as we rolled up to Vegas, we were like, if it if it doesn't happen here, it's not going to happen. Mm. And I remember we got there really late. But that means nothing in Vegas. Like two o'clock in the morning, party's just getting started. So we got to the hotel. I tightened up my sideburn game a little bit with a razor. We all showered up. Did you put a bullseye on the back? <laughs> like all your t-shirts had bullseyes of like easy on target. On my crotch. It was on my crotch. Prostitute this way. My wallet's in my back pocket. <laughs> right, exactly. Arrow. <laughs> Just keep some 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 cash dangling out of my yeah belt. It Never was... gambled. <laughs> I'm from Iowa. Uh, but we we get all spruced up as much as we could at that point anyway, and we hit the strip. Dracar Noir, Cologne. Mm. If I was any kind of third wheel, I'd have that song from The Hangover right here by the mic that when they walk into the casino and who is yeah. that? It's like Buster Rhymes or oh, yeah. shit. I don't remember that movie well enough to say. It was that kind of sense. Don't, and I'm not making this up for the sake of a good story. We must have been on the strip out of our hotel all of two minutes when a car with three ladies cat called us we hollered back and they pulled in to the driveway near where we were walking and we're like holy shit it's on (laughs) what do we do now (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and they had their window open and it was that 
lame kind of flirty small talk that I'm still no good at and I'll never be good at and I was even worse at then. Like, what do you guys like to do? We like to party. Do you like to party? I, <laughs> I like, like to play basketball. What do you like to I'm do? I'm really into Michael Jordan. You ever seen him play? He's really good. But I, I write poetry. <laughs> exactly. I, like. I have one in my pocket. I'll read it to you right now. <laughs> it's about trees. Uh but they were literally like, I got, that was the first time, and, and I, it hasn't happened since actually, that a woman grabbed my collar and was wow. like pulling me into the vehicle like, hey, you should come in here. And I told my brother this story later and he's like, it's a good fucking thing you didn't get in there because you would have woken up in a tub with ice and one of your organs missing. <laughs> but, but two of them were pretty hot. An exotic, mm. kind of like, looks like they'd maybe driven over from Thailand or something. Mm-hmm. Not that you can do that, mm. but there there was that flavor happening. I don't see color. But. <laughs> very, very exotic. Two out of three, you know, more than checking all the boxes. The third, however, mm. what's the kind way to say? Four and a half. <laughs> Short straw. Short straw and... We immediately turn to the youngest in the group, like it's understood. <laughs> You've got to take a hit for the team here, Tom. And he was going, "No, dude, no, let's oh get out of here." And 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 my my younger the the in between the middle cousin told the girls, "Hey, just give us a second. We got to huddle up here." So. <laughs> <laughs> took a step away from the car and there was that frantic sort of hey dude you got you know we, we were trying to prevail upon him oh to God, do the right thing by us and you know to, to panic and this is really happening and what are we gonna do and they just we ultimately tom didn't budge he's a man of principle and i'll respect him for that you know forever and they drove away and man of principle he won't hook up with ugly chicks <laughs> and i was going to say principle. man well, of I'm... principle he wouldn't spend a penny more than $200 for whatever they could do <laughs> that's it i will not 200 is it yeah that's all the money no, he had like he had his standards and he wasn't going to bow to the pressure of like hey just do you know make this happen for us and um you know uh, we didn't have sex that night or any other on that they trip they could play gin rummy Maybe. while you guys were <laughs> Do an X-rated thing. Thank you. You know that's a good point. I I still respect Tom a lot though because he retrieved our clothes when we oh. shed them in the painted desert because it was so hot, and we left them in a place where we were like, well, surely we'll 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 find them again. But then the desert just became the desert. Went back up from yeah. the girls that were going to human traffic you somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What happened? The Painted Desert was just before Vegas. You oh, know, okay. And we were jumping off dunes, having a gay old time, but it got really hot. And I was the first to just get down to my tidy whities and be like, because there was no one else around. I was like, desert in my underwear. And I'm going to just, tired of carrying these clothes around. I'm going to leave them right there. I'll find them later. Sure. Desert's a small oh, place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then... We got By out this of this rock, <laughs> this gray round rock. By this sand right dune there. that looks yeah. really well, distinct. All the deserts in Iowa are <laughs> totally uniform, pretty much like that, right? Yeah, there wasn't even like a scrubby bush or anything. Cactus, nothing. Yeah, but like a wily coyote kind of. The middle guy and I again, we were like, we were ready to give up and just walk back into the parking lot that was populated with people in our underwear and just be like, fuck it. 
here we are. This happened and and retrieved by their clothes from our bag at that point. Tom was like, fuck that. And he tracked, uh, you know, he, he like a tracker, retraced our footsteps all the way back to our clothes. Wow. So, yeah. A little far north for coyotes, it sounds like. <laughs> you didn't run into any, like, caravans of... Sounds no. more like the danger was sunburn. Right, right. That would have been... That would have been a problem. Could have been a problem, but but uh, no, we survived that, and then we went to Vegas and didn't get late. What a great Vegas story. Uh, <laughs> two regrets. So yeah, no Carlin, <laughs> no sex. Even when it was pulling me like into in, the vehicle in, in Vegas, by my collar. That might be rare in Vegas. No sex in Vegas? I don't know. I, I've only been to Vegas once, and I didn't like it. So Maybe you didn't have sex. No, I went with a girlfriend. We weren't trying to have sex, though. Mm. And you were shrooming and overwhelmed by the spectacle of overstimulation everywhere. Lots of lights, lots of people. We would call mm. Vegas wearing masks a <clears throat> low vibe place, like not high vibe. Maybe Burning Man is high vibe, where people are all happy and mm. energized by their own spirit. Vegas, there's a lot of addicts there. There's a lot of vice. People just seedy pursuing vice. Yeah, it's not always good feeling everywhere you go. I do like craps though. That's a fun game. So your old man in you coming through. Well, my dad would you he would say that craps is the only game where your odds are good. Dick against, Adams against the house, Tom. Ah. <laughs> The odds are good, unlike roulette or even blackjack. The house mm. is going to win. It's designed to win. Craps, I, I, I'm I, not going to look it up. But craps his, is dice. His word right? to me. Yeah, but there's a pass. How does that have a chance? Do you know how to play craps? Uh, I've okay. seen it in movies. Sometimes seven is great. Sometimes it's not. You roll it. Yeah, know. the way I remember it not is. Not a gambler, obviously. Someone rolls. Mm-hmm. Let's say they get a five. You bet whether or not they're going to get a five again. Mm. And oh, so you have a shot as a non-roller. Yeah. As a side person. You bet on the pass line. And the pass means they're going to get another five before mm. they get. I forget what the ones are where you crap out. It's like. Is that snake eyes? Is yeah. That... But but the odds are they'll probably get roll their roll again. They'll probably get what they got the first time before they crap out. Okay. Most likely. So if you bet for them, probably you'll win because there are a lot of different ways that you can get a five. Well, when Carlin was in Vegas in the late 90s. Snake eyes, I think you crap out. And it's two dice. Two dice. Yeah. And it's fun to be the roller, but it's also fun to just play. You can also bet, like if if eight is your lucky number, you can just bet that they're going to roll an eight Mm. if you feel like betting like that. Oh, okay. Or you can bet against them. But that's not very hmm. nice. Carlin got banned from Vegas back really? in the 70s for saying shit and things that he couldn't say. And he's like, God, in a really? town where the big game is craps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, Are but you then, sure you weren't at that show that night? Because yeah. that sounds like a Carlin like <laughs> return to Vegas joke if I ever heard one. Yeah, I don't I, I, I've consumed most things, Carlin. But mm. it, it, I was talking to my cousin Lucas about this, not to hijack the conversation and take it somewhere else mm-hmm. but it took me a while to even be exposed to like comedy albums lucas's dad had some carlin tapes 
And it was like this forbidden fruit in the mm-hmm. house that was there that he and his brother learned to sneak, this kind of thing. But we didn't really have access to comedy albums or get exposure to stand-up much until, like, you know, college or later on. Was that the way it was? Mm. You had the you had the party records or the we novel had the party record? records, yeah, yeah. Dick? Oh, you did like well, Red Fox type stuff? No, not that filthy. Nothing, nothing that uh, blue. Nothing that uh, risque. It was. Dick's flavor of party record was more of like some were just like a, a comedian in like a bar. Oh, okay. And but not terribly off color. Hmm. Um, his other gear was like, um, like he has this album. I sent a picture of it to you guys. I'm sure it's uh, Sandler and Young. Oh. And it's these two guys in tuxedos in Vegas. Like yeah. they sing songs and then they go, "Hey." On the way in here, did you see the blue? And then, no, I didn't. What happened? And then that cues the next song. You know, that kind of stuff. Boy, like were classy, my arms tired. Like, there you go. Yeah. Classy humor, not, you know, keep Some out impressions, of the maybe. Running a few impressions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of stuff, yeah. No, no, like, George Carlin or anything. But because by the time George Carlin was around, my parents were, like, over it. They were, hmm. they weren't counterculture. They were, like, old already hmm. in the 60s. It's fun. It's interesting. One of the few comedy albums that I saw in the safe comic was Cosby. Oh, you know he was funny. Jeez, yeah. We didn't have any of those either. That that was your safe option there. That guy. Yeah, but imagine that. Yeah, so. I did a a Bill Cosby bit, and in, uh, in forensics one year. Really, the bedroom slippers bit. Anybody remember that? No, give it to us. Shocking stuff. Uh, one of his daughters has a pair of bunny slippers or something, you know, real froofy mm-hmm. and whatever. Ah, boy, it's been a long time. But I think in summary, she's gets a hold of the hose and she's making mud and she's doing it in her slippers. Uh-huh. You know, Cosby. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Crazy <laughs> Cosby, early Cosby type stuff. Yeah. It was all his delivery. Who was the first comic you would say that that kind of blew your mind? Lifted the lid off, huh? Eddie and, Murphy. Hmm. For sure. Yeah. All leather, the ice cream man. Oh my god. I'd never seen anything like that. That really turned you on. In to terms like of him. like stand up comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know who else I really liked just because he was different, but he came later was Stephen Wright. Mm. The totally, totally dead different man. Style. Yeah. He was so a, smart though. Was that Star Search? Like Mm. Would we have seen him first on Star Search? Stephen Wright? Thumbs. I don't know. Wow, that would have been a weird, a weird. I, I've got a feeling. Mix. My dad was really big into SNL, so he loved John Belushi and Chevy Chase and that whole camp. Right. And I feel like they had Carlin on more than once. They did. Wasn't he the first guest? Yeah, he was. Yeah. So he loved Carlin, so I watched Carlin because he loved it. Okay. And I don't know if Carlin made me laugh though, because I was young. I didn't understand sure. the references that he was, the digs that he was trying to make. Mm-hmm. It just was over my head. Right. But I understood things like John Belushi imitating Joe Cocker and him like laying down on the stage and just like, have you guys ever seen his impression <laughs> oh, sure. of Joe Cocker? <laughs> Stuff like yeah. that. And I understood Blues Brothers and I understood, you know, some of those ridiculous Steve Martin, all that sort of ridiculousness. I loved all of it. Hmm. Yeah, that was more our speed. 
at home was this silly. Yeah. The Steve Martiny stuff. Uh, of course, though, with the old parents, my pop culture pool to draw from was way older. I was way more versed in like people who were on Ed Sullivan. And so yeah, I'm a I'm a school kid in the late seventies and early eighties and my parents are fifty and forty six or something. That's how you know? I'm gonna be with my kids. And like oh it mm-hmm. looks good on you though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way more with it. Uh so as a little kid the stuff I thought was hilarious was like the honeymooners. Oh my god! Because that was to in reruns. Moon? That hit reruns when Fox became a channel. Like yeah. we got that precious fourth channel. <laughs> right. So all this when that channel started, it was all old black and white TV shows. Would that have been early Simpsons on there too? Were you catching that? Mm, yes, Lucille we, Ball. And that was uh, ver- almost verboten in our house because like and Shirley, you had to watch the Tracy Ullman show. Oh, to get the Simpsons, you know, the very first Simpsons or the commercial breaks in the Tracy Ullman yeah. show. That was in Fox. Yeah. And so like after Married with Children, like if we could distract my mom Married long enough with children for yeah. we just needed 30 minutes on a Sunday night, you know, mm-hmm. to keep her busy so we could watch Married with Children. Did one of you have to run interference for the other one's <laughs> sake? Or do you remember the strategy? A little bit. I mean, it was a little bit like that. Hmm. Um, and then after that, I think was the Tracy Ullman show. And then in the commercial breaks was this humorous cartoon. poorly drawn cartoon yeah um, but yeah way older sensibility hmm. uh i remember watching carol burnett show a uh, lot heart the great harvey corman oh my mom idolized the carol burnett show it was good funny inf- that's a good influence it was funny for kids and yep. for adults and the muppet show was on i feel like oh. on the same night and other than lucille ball who, how many other women had their own show and she was a real pioneer yeah yeah probably not many that i can think of do you guys ever, do you, what, do you have any takes on Lucille Ball? Do you ever laugh? No. Me neither. Yeah, I never think. Never Never thought it was funny yeah. ever. Well, comedy doesn't age well in general. I mean, it's it's the exception. You know, a lot of the great old movies, Casablanca and whatever, people can continue to watch them. But humor does not age as well as drama or other forms and i think it's just a she was hilarious for that time but it's the exception if a comedy holds up and stays relevant and keeps people laughing Mm, charlie chaplin the silent films you know those still work a lot of them still work physical comedy physical comedy versus yeah commenting on things and being of you know Mm -hmm the time you know but some would say lucille ball was a physical comedian that chocolate episode with her and mm-hmm. right ethel merman is it or I, her neighbor was ethel i think but i think some of the carol burnett stuff is still funny if mm. i watch that now harvey corman and there, who was the other guy tim conway tim conway yeah and um oh i should remember the other vicky lawrence mm-hmm. i think was her name we were big. We were Mama's Family. Oh, we yeah. Watched, we watched every Hilarious. episode of Mama's Family. Wouldn't miss it. I think part of what was so funny is that you could watch in real time them making each other laugh, mm. which is always funny, whether it's on SNL or you could just tell they were tight and they had fun together and to see it live happening in front of you. Maybe this is a, a difference between British comedy and American comedy to a degree, but mm. I heard John Cleese say some comment 
you know, he had something interesting to say about the British sensibility. There was a discipline to not, they called laughing during a sketch corpsing. That was the phrase. And you did, it was, it was kind of like a admission that you didn't have great chaps. Mm. If you were corpsing when someone else was killing. Well, if you're serious about it, yeah, you, you are, you're failing. You're You're killing the scene. You're wrecking. Yeah. Yeah. You're wrecking the joke. You're supposed you're, Yes. So there was, you know, he has this sense that like if you can't if you can't stay in character and you can't hold it together, it's unprofessional. Uh-huh. Nice. He still feels that way? He just said that I don't know how he feels now, but like when he when in Python and as silly and outrageous as all that stuff got, very rarely will you see any of them cracking up at each other. But They're, that's held up well. A lot, not all of it, but you know what some else of it's it gets laughs. Yeah. yeah, like when nobody breaks. Yeah, in the asinine world, it's even funnier. That commitment, the, the laugh just, lands yeah. even mm-hmm. harder. Yeah. <laughs> laugh in. Did laugh in make it into your parents' like lexicon? Yes. Mm-mm. So some things like my parents, you know, pretty straight laced and all that, but like that kind of surprised me. They loved laugh in, and I laugh in was time, pretty wholesome. Okay. It wasn't the Smothers Brothers or... or... Little, it was a little irreverent, I guess, is about the harshest thing you can say. Who... Tell me about Laugh-In. I don't Laugh-In know was it. a uh, breakthrough show in the... Boy, 60s. if only we could look it up. Mid-60s, maybe? Okay. And it's where phrases like, sock it to me, came from. And <laughs> the doors this... that opened up and people would say something silly and then the like door would Like Hee-Haw? Kind of like The Muppet Show. Yeah, that's probably... Kind of like Hee-Haw. Yeah. Hee-Haw has a cornfield where people pop up and go... Hey, did you hear what she did last night? <laughs> no, what? And the bird. Wah! <laughs> yeah, right. Muppet Show, same thing, mm-hmm. uh, of, of dais of some kind. And Laugh-In, yeah, big board that said Laugh-In. Goldie Hawn pops out, that's introduced oh, okay. to Goldie, Goldie Hawn. And then they open doors and say stuff like Sakatumi and... Uh, okay. And then somebody, uh, the cast, you know, the regular cast, like Goldie Hawn and... Uh, oh, God, if I... Uh, a bunch of names that nobody out there would ever know, but yeah. like, uh, then all of a sudden, like John Wayne would show up, or like Richard Nixon was on Laugh In. Oh wow, uh, he fucking killed all bet. Opened the door and went, "Suck it to me." <laughs> the cultural <laughs> oh event. Oh my god, you know, that's well, all it took, though. Well, yeah, uh, just one funny line when there huh. was three networks. Like, there aren't that many choices. I did not know that presidents coming on like shows went back that far. I thought it was like crazy that Obama would go on. Jimmy Kimmel or, mm. you know. The best I, was when he went to Marin's Garage. Yeah, the podcast. Marin had to put, he was up on a ladder putting plastic bags over the window at his garage. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I could have showed him some things about blocking out windows. But. <laughs> <laughs> the tinfoil strategy. The foil is a lot easier. But yeah. Sticks to the window better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about comedians again. We do it all the time. <laughs> but And then my folks too, like, uh, for all the sort of censorship that was going on in my house, we got access to Saturday Night Live like really early. We That's were watching weird. it. We were watching it real early. Were they just too tired in bed and not monitoring you at that point? No, because they loved it too. Like oh. even my parents. What? The Dana Carvey era. Nineteen seventy-five. Nineteen seventy-five. That's. They saw the genesis of it. They were counterculture. You know, they, they were already yeah. old. Um, but but even God. they liked it a huh. lot and wow. were devoted fans. Yeah. So I was watching that real young. 
And they the f- probably like two wild and crazy oh, guys. Of course. Stuff all, like that. Hilarious. All that original stuff. All yeah. that samurai cheeseburger, oh cheeseburger, bubble No beef. Pepsi Coke. All right. that, you know, those simple gags from mm-hmm. the very beginning they liked. Um, and what's funny, though, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. the sheltered angle, I guess, would be. I'm wa- I watched Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live, had no idea about his explicit raw stand-up. I didn't know. I don't think he did it till after he was on SNL. Until I got to, till I started going to Do school in town, and that tape went around. Then I real, and but that was that was kind of me all the time. Was like Catching I up. knew the stuff that was on TV, but uh. I didn't really, I didn't really know mm. like what was out there. I remember going on a. Uh, a church trip to an amusement park, Adventureland, mm-hmm. in Altoona, Iowa. It was a bit of a road trip, and it was one of those magical experiences where you pick up a couple of kids you've never met before from a neighboring oh, yeah. diocese mm. as well. <laughs> that does sound magical. Exotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when one of those guys has an Andrew Dice Clay tape. Oh, heavens. And it's the And you're how old? Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's him, right? You are right. Nine, you know, or what? <laughs> Just hickory dickory duck. Yeah. This Solid bitch takes. was sucking my cock. Things like that were just, <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was hearing. It was the naughtiest thing imaginable. Mm. Uh, so I got a little taste of, of that there. But those opportunities, too, for me as well, to catch explicit stuff that was right in the edge of what society would tolerate. Yeah, uh, you're in northwest Iowa. Pretty sheltered place, yeah. So no cable, yeah. none, none of that stuff. So, hmm. Do you remember that um, period of time when albums were marked explicit and it was oh. like new that albums could be marked Tipper Gore, explicit? I think, was responsible yeah. for the the parental advisory. Yeah, the PMRC. Labels. I don't think my parents ever paid any attention to what I was listening to at all. Good for them. Good for them, I'd say. Really, on some level, like we talk about oh over... What's that? The, you said Tipper Gore. I googled PMRC, and right away, <clears throat> Parents Music Resource Center was what they called it. Yeah. And who are the first couple of pictures? D. Snyder. Remember that? Oh, sure. He walked in in his regale and read a letter in in the house and it everyone can't, it stopped everything and anyway, what did the letter please. say he he was the guy that was going to go and testify and say what a crack of shit this is ah they picked him hmm. wow or i i don't know you probably have to listen to his fm but that became overnight show to hear the that just story, became but. incentive that was that may as well have been a stamp of you know the greatest stamp of approval you know, mm-hmm. making something the forbidden fruit made us want to listen yeah. to it more than anything else. And like five seconds later, two live crew comes out. Like, <laughs> honestly, free promotion. Yeah, formed in 1985, the PMRC. And two live crew. Two live crew. Oh my was god! Was their music later. good? No. No. Okay, absolutely not. No, but really explicit. Yeah. Origin, Riverside, California, 1985. What? Shocking. I can't believe Unbelievable. that. <laughs> Isn't that what you have talked about listening to on the bus? Well, yes. That and one memory that really jumps out in that my mom sort of, she didn't censor that 
she was very like Catholic, uh, oppressive, and I would say in a lot of other respects. But with music, she was. It was like you can't plug the dam everywhere. <laughs> like you only Smart have so woman. many fingers, right. maybe. And like Good luck. with music, let's just. And and also, I think what was working on some level is that she'd start her own business and was feeling kind of guilty about all the time that she was away so that when we were together i got to pick out a tape oh. when i write when i rode with her on the on road trips and stuff and you know it wasn't there but i remember the yes <laughs> telling you about this yeah. so that so that you know it was a concession of sorts like look i know this is an ideal just get what you want and I'll be a good sport about it. So I got Appetite for Destruction. Ah. And Rocket Queen, I think it was, where there, there's just like a big instrumental break where it sounds like Axel's fucking somebody in the studio. There's just a lot of... <laughs> uh, 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 escalating sex Dan? and orgasm. Yeah, Mr. That could be. it's Mr. Brownstone, isn't no, it? No, no, no. That could be Rocket Queen. Because there's other, there's my way, your way, anything goes. Yeah. That doesn't tied have a lot up, of tied sex down up sounds. against the wall. You're my Rubbermaid baby and we can do it all. That's a lot of just lyrical. Yeah. I see you standing there. A I lot think of... you're so cool. Why don't you just fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get nothing for nothing, Dan, if that's what you do. Turn around, bitch. I've got a use for you. Besides, you ain't got nothing better to do. Oh, my God. And I'm bored. <laughs> I'm going to have to bleep all That's this out. so romantic. You ain't got yeah, nothing better so to do, easy. and I'm bored. Uh, yeah, so listening to that with your mom. I was going to ask. Painfully awkward. What? But, you know. Yeah, what's the appetite for destruction? What else did you run by her in the car? Like, what Well, else there was kinda... Def Leppard, which okay. was a lot easier to pass Pour off. Pour some sugar on me, and then every other song on the album, which I don't even know. Just when you make life, oh. do you look, look in, in the, the mirror, mirror and... Yeah. Who do you think of? All Does he look like Dan? Are still very sexual. Do you tell a lie? Sorry, when I get started on that one. Dun, 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 Come dun, on. <laughs> well, I don't want to touch myself too much, baby. Madonna. Mm. Well, yeah, my mom was more vigilant about my sister's chastity and the stuff that she <laughs> listened to, possibly loosening the chastity belt. In particular, I remember my sister had to return the tape and we begin to rock is that like Millie Vanilli or something long. what was that no not Millie Vanilli but I'm, who knows who it was she had to return that yeah and yet to, you could listen to I was maybe it was a youngest child thing too by that point she was just like I can't can't keep up anymore I might have been lucky. My dad had one good ear. The other ear was a birth defect. He couldn't hear out of it. Interesting. And so his one good ear. So did you sass hard on that other side? (laughs) I was never sassy. Never. And he would either have headphones on listening to the games or he would have AM radio on all the time in the car. So if we were traveling somewhere, AM radio. Fun. Or <laughs> every kid's games, favorite. All all games all the time. Or headphones on. What games? All sports. All sports, because he had money on every game practically. So, mm. or th- that was pretty much it. There may have been like one morning show that he liked to listen to, but it was all talk all the time. And so 
my sister and I, once Walkmans Wait, came out. Wait, kids didn't get to like pick the radio once in a while or what? No. To the time he died. In the 70s? What? I never, ever got to pick the radio station. <laughs> ever. The, the remote was never passed Ever. Ne- yeah. Oh, unheard of. Never. <laughs> never. Anyways, I would have um, headphones for my Walkman. So they never, I don't think my parents even knew what I was listening to. Never asked. Never wanted to listen. Didn't care. Just a sweet little foam covered. Right. The foam covered oh, little <laughs> headphones. Didn't even cover your whole but ear. I was but listening to Def Leppard and Guns N' Roses and stuff like that. But also innocent stuff like, talk about the boy from New York City. Uh. Ooh, I, I, yeah. I could have had like Manhattan transfer. crazy uh-huh. explicit shit happening, but... No, I was listening to... Well, not all the time. Madonna and Pat well, Benatar and, you know... Sure. A mix, a blend. Yeah. That a Steady Rockin' All Night Long song? Yeah. That's by a group called The Whispers. Ooh. Check out these Ooh. smooth brothers in those suits. I feel oh, like your sister yeah. should be okay that mm-hmm. she had to pass on that one. I don't think she missed a whole lot. Maybe not. Do you guys remember Millie Vanilli? Oh, sure. of course I do. Huge. Because that was like right in the... Didn't they win a Grammy? Yeah. I'll stand by some of those songs, at least they a couple of them. They were lip-syncing. No, but I mean the guy who wrote them and performed them. I think those like, are... Like, they're good songs. Yeah. Like, the two okay, dudes. Name, like, can you name and one? And you wish that you'd have had her, and you feel like such a fool. You let her walk away. I don't remember it. Now, we just don't feel the same. Gotta blame it on something. Oh. Gotta blame it on I something. I know now. Give it to me now. Blame it on, on the, the rain, rain that was falling, falling. Blame okay. it on the stars. That still works. Uh, that, it sounds very Motown. And the, and the, yeah, the structure in the verse, to get nerdy for a second. Please. Like the, if you, because of course I've tried to play them. Oh. And, and that's where you get a deeper level of appreciation for a song, mm-hmm. I think. It's one thing to listen to it, but it's another thing when you put the chords that you know up against the knowledge of the guy who wrote it and you're like oh you slick son of a bitch uh-huh. <laughs> you're jumping around keys here you're modulating what are you doing here i don't even know you know and that's one of those where it's deceptive it's catchy it sounds like a pop song but it's hmm, clever the other one was is blame it on the rain was awesome and then girl you know it's true oh yeah that was the breakout ooh 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 i love you not as good as Blame it on the rain, but catchy. still very Motowny. Yeah. Yes, opinion. you know it's true. Girl, then they ruin it with that eighties. I'm in love with you, girl, because you're on my mind. You're the one I think about most every time. Had terrible eighties rapping happening in that one. Yeah. I'm in love, girl. I'm so in love, girl, and it's true. Girl, you know, I just in love, girl. Someone love, girl. I swear to God, I remember watching the Grammys when they won and listening to their acceptance speech in their super fucking thick German accents thinking, right? Wait a minute. Those are the guys it's, that that's saying that? I'm, I don't think I noticed. Well, but, but anyway, sometimes people speak in a very thick accent, but then they can imitate it. A lot of people imitate American accents for the sake of getting over on pop radio and stuff so i guess i didn't think about it 
I'm looking to see if there's another song. Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You. That seems familiar. Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You. It was a ballad. Baby, Don't Forget My Number. Oh, ba 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 baby. Don't forget my number. Love will see. Like ba 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 Oh, ba, man, ba, we got ba, the right. Ba, oh, ba, yeah. Ba, 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 love will see you through. Oh. Catchy. We've got the right guy. So there's four. Baby, don't forget my number. Girl, I'm going to miss you. Girl, you know it's true. Blame it on the rain. Blame it on the rain is the seminal one. That's power. Uh, That's money. fucking power. Can't you feel my love? Ma Baker, boy in the tree. Take it as it comes. I think that's... Yeah. I think we we've covered that. There. It's your thing. Yeah. That's a good memory. Mm. That's right in the era of uh, Millie Vanilli's, you know, ignominious exposure in the music scene coincided with uh, the rise of Metallica, for one. So that was all, you know, the metal movement was all about the, you know, kill all the lip-syncing posers uh, type of stuff. Exactly. So I remember that very well, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. They and the th- thematically, you know, metal took itself so seriously. Yeah. Which is sort of, you know, unfortunate on some level, and I think always you know, prevented me from connecting with it too hard, too deeply on some level, but I can still, you know... I can still recognize the power mm-hmm. of of it, but you know that really scared my parents to kill them all. They when just you have an album with a bloody sledgehammer that says "kill them all" on it. They what's, just what's they the didn't deal? have a uh, they had no context for that. Sure, music was played with horns and strings, and rock and roll was probably shocking to them. Were they old enough that like even Elvis was mm. they disapproved of that? No, no, they were cool with that. Okay. Maybe a little bit of the thrusting was a little, you know, boy, my mom would make a hell of a guest. Uh, Yeah, we got to get her. (laughs) Some of the below the waist stuff might have been a little extreme. But no, that kind of stuff was okay. And the old old rock and roll was perfectly fine in the house. But yeah, the Metallica era, they they just didn't know what, I mean, how do you, how do you explain that to somebody who's 55? Yeah. Yeah, and how do you justify it now as a 50 or 40-year-old man? It's that trying to relate back to that level of teenage yeah. angst that yeah. made that grunge and that you know, rocket-fueled metal feel just right. Yeah. You know. Made perfect sense to us. Like Hmm, I wonder I'm trying to determine what the tone is now cuz my 10-year-old is into video game music, the the music that is created for video games it's a little techno-y mm-hmm. a little repetitive a little beep boop boop beep, beep. <laughs> yeah but it oh my kids too they know the video game songs yeah yeah and like i feel like if heavy metal were pushing some kind of boundary and that's why it was appealing i'm not sure what this music is pushing mm. i don't get it but that's exactly what our parents probably i said i don't get it Right. What's what, the uh, what kind of games does uh, he does he play? Nothing violent. It's like um, What's, Mario. Oh, okay. And Among Us. We could all sing the Mario song. Bum, bum, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know it. As you make your way through Mario World. Yeah, yeah it's fucking That's great. Song, baby. Hmm. Great. Classic. What's the game uh, uh, everybody play? Uh, Minecraft. Not Minecraft. Uh, it has dances. Um, Dance, Dance 2000. Or, uh, no, you get dropped into the world. You kill, kill, kill until Fortnite? you... Fortnite? Fortnite. Yeah, I don't... Fortnite, I don't everybody celebrates with a dance. Like your guy, your killing guy, whatever. Ooh. You get to pick like what they wear and stuff. Hmm. And then when you kill or win... You floss or whatever. You, yeah, you floss or you... <laughs> I want to see dance floss. I see those... I can't. I've tried. Believe me, I've tried. They, <laughs> I see those... The kids do those dances in the house. Oh, like the when Fortnite they, dances, yeah. Like the Packers will score and they'll do a Fortnite oh. dance. Is that where flossing came from? I don't Damn, know where flossing came from. That's not a bad guess. Huh. It might have, but I... I over my skis don't know that yeah i don't i think the only game that he plays that where people where like your person kills other things is uh well mario it happens a little but it's like you throw shells and then they turn into stars oh they just fall off like yeah yeah, they like fall off among us might be involved with killing things but it's not like among us no just like outing the imposter is that the or the is that what among us yeah it's something like that i think everybody dies on that one fairly strict with Mm. what i'll let them do yeah at this point my my main concern is the music like Mm. what music what this is terrible you know and then i'm like oh god i sound like obviously yeah people that hated elvis presley what is what is the gem of the consistent thing between all these tracks that is appealing to him. What I is think it? I, I think I have a guess. Okay. And that is, first of all, there's association that's that's pleasant, right? Like a video game is a kid's happy place. Yes. So listening to the music that they associate with, it's meditative. The, with the good times mm-hmm. is just an extension of that good experience or whatever. But then also there is, it's like soundtrack music. Almost, it's atmospheric. It has a mood, a lot of it, and you know that's something that I've noticed about my son's hip hop and stuff that he's listening to. Is he's more interested, I think, in the atmosphere that the track creates, mm-hmm. much more than what's being said here, mm. and how much proficiency does this guy have on an instrument or doesn't have on an instrument or vocal range or any of that it's more about a vibe a vibe or an atmosphere that's interesting and my son Braden too he he um he always makes a comment on the artist like this guy only makes music for video games that's what he does and i um, and like you know if he listens to some groovy beach music he's like well this guy's in another solo album just by himself and I almost wonder if because he hears me play music. And this is all video game music? He's Not all of it. Some of it. Most oh. most of what he's into now is like video game music. But then he also listens to this band called Surfaces a lot, hmm. which is... Wow. Do you know Surfaces? New. Okay. It's like almost reggae, 
a little just kind of chill Jack Johnson-y sort mm. of, but a little steel drum type action. And um, and so, but I wonder if he sees me play music and kind of grew up around that with me talking about artists and the Beatles. And did you know that, you know, this singer didn't write those songs that he's singing? Mm-hmm. You know who wrote them? Dolly Parton. Or, you know what I mean? Like to mm-hmm. try to, and so. Right, when he's listening to Whitney Houston. You, yeah. <laughs> so I think part of what he talks about when he's listening to bands that he likes is, hey, mom, this guy only writes for video games and that's his niche or whatever. It's almost like he's um, he has more respect for people who write just for video games because he's he loves video games hmm. so much. So he's starting to think a little bit in terms of the backstory of like how things are being created which I think is cool, and it almost doesn't matter what he's listening to as long as he's thinking in those terms. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A little I, bit of a critical ear. Knows what he likes. Uh, and where it comes from. And like... I wish I had the artist name that... It reminds me of the the guy who wrote the Mario theme. I can look it up. And he, and he wrote many other super memorable themes for the early games and you know you remember that time one of the things with like 8-bit right the the music as well as the graphics only had so much resolution so it had to that's right fit in tones of yeah right oh his name's like on the credit screen isn't it it should be if it's Mario like I but I'm Super Mario Brothers theme I sucked at it forever Koji Kondo yeah I mean the the magic of that is a little bit like it reminds me of something that George Michael said once when someone asked him about his legacy. Like, what do you, what do you want to, how do you think you'll be remembered? And he's like, well, I think I was one of the last, like, before the pop music scene got really diffused and people started consuming things from all over, hmm. you know, I got to be a, a huge pop star, hmm. <laughs> you know, where there were only yeah. just still a small handful of us and it was a, that was quite a ride. And similarly, this is going to sound like a weird analogy. Uh, Koji Omoto. Koji Omoto. Uh, to, to George Michael. But the Nintendo Entertainment System was it for home, for gaming. You know, there were Segas or whatever. There In were other, television. It was, what's that? Remember that? In television? Yeah, but, but, but the reach. It's from the Atari era. The, it's, it's kind yeah. of like on the shoulders of Atari. The, yeah, the influence, Kong. the influence of the NES, that Hubert. system, was m- so massive. And to think that just one Japanese dude on a keyboard, hmm. you know, wrote these tunes that created a soundtrack for millions of of children. Who now I'm 43 yes. and I can still rip off that theme from memory and and uh, and mm. it's so many joyful associations like what a what the kind of the kind of shaker sound in there there's a in there <laughs> there's yeah yeah and, and you hear it on a loop mm-hmm. for hours at a time and yeah if we did a man on the street and said hey give me a few bars of the mario song like when he goes underground do 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 
Did you guys have an Atari at your house? And then he pops back up out of like the, the manhole or whatever. You're back into it. Then he goes in the water. We remember all of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always had a musical ear, but I think even, you know, without being a music nerd, a lot of people fell in love with that. I'm going to read you the best 10 Atari games. Tell me if you've played them. Did you have an Atari? No. What? Not a Nintendo either? A Nintendo, eventually. But we were like the last fucking kids to get it. Oh, God. Pong. Yeah. You played that? I must have at some point. Maybe on a computer or something. I don't remember. I mean... I know what it is, though. It's like the, it's the beep, the prototype. Beep, just beep, beep, two beep, bars to beep, slide on no either music, end. No music, I don't think. Beep, <laughs> beep, beep. Yeah. Not not that exciting. Adventure. I don't remember that nope. at all. Space Invaders. Of course. Was there music? I mean, arcade versions of these games are what I associate with. So I don't remember if there's oh, music. I loved or... Space Invaders. Space Invaders is kind of became Galaga, which is my all-time favorite arcade game. I thought Space Invaders was the little dudes. Galaga's different. Space Invaders was dudes? I thought it was... Space Invaders was dudes, right? Uh, Space Invaders was uh, gun at the bottom, shields, and then guys that... Little dudes. Yeah, but I mean dudes, creatures up top, whatever. The concept was exactly the same as Galaga. I think you're thinking asteroids. No. Galaga is a gun at the bottom that can... It's a ship that shoots up at the things at the top that are... Okay. Yeah. Miss Pac-Man. Of course. I love Miss Pac-Man. This is the one I love, though. Pitfall. Do you remember that one? I didn't (laughs) (laughs) The guy just runs across the screen from left to right in silence until he jumps on a vine and it goes... <laughs> kind of every single time. Kind he of is you in the woods swinging like yes. Indiana Jones. Yes, on the weekends. That's Pitfall weekend Cla- over alligators in the swamp. That was a fun game. Frogger. Of course, arcade again, but great. So good, Frogger. Hubert. <laughs> Eight bit jams, baby. <laughs> That's Mario? No. What is that? Tetris. <gasps> Tetris allowed you to choose from three different tunes, which was huge. Tetris I didn't get that till college. That was my favorite. Not till college. Give me the spacey one. This only lasts for 10 hours. Just like <laughs> Give me the spacey one, dude. We'll see if we can. Tetris. Not till college I didn't see that, though. I'd be curious to hear the Frogger theme music, if there was any. I loved Qbert. Being able to choose your own out of three options was revolutionary, I think. Pole position. Oh, great. Great arcade game. You got to drive a, a Formula One race car. Oh, pole position was a racing game. It had a fucking steer, shift, stick There's shift on it wrong with and, a gas, and a gas pedal. Awesome. Do you remember the name of the game where there was a snake and your snake it, it would go all around the screen and it would get bigger? Was that Centipede? Oh, maybe it was Centipede. Did it have yeah. a rollerball? Uh, yes, it had a roller. Put your hand on it a little bit. You know there's an arcade in town here in Madison with all those old games. One just opened up on down yeah, the street. Rossi's uh, Pizza, right? No, yeah. on uh, the west side. Oh, oh. It's very dark. Another one called Nerdhaven, which just opened where uh, the thrift store used to be on Cottage Grove. And so they, when you they went, opened during a pandemic. When you went to the arcade, what was the first game you went to? I'm telling you, I was all about Galaga. That was Galaga. Love Galaga. Hmm. 
Tell me again. It's the it's just shooting things. It's a spaceship at the bottom, and then these alien creature craft type things swirl in from the side, and then take a position and form lines up at the top of the screen, and then they start dropping bombs and dive bombing you, and you've got to dodge them and shoot them out of the sky. So a joystick and a little red button. That's yes. it. The fire button, getting a good, responsive fire button was critical. Nothing more (laughs) frustrating than a sticky kind of not giving you rapid fire action fire button. Do you want to mic your finger for how fast you can push that red fire button? I was fast. I can't find that alternate theme. It's it's, it's great. Yeah. What was the first game that you would go to? The conscientious projectors know the Tetris themes well. Yeah, well, your first. They know. Cri- the question is your your go to arcade game. Oh my! You go in the um, arcade. What's the first game you go to as a kid? Um, there was a game called Operation Wolf. Oh, Remember that one helicopter no. game. That was a uh, a game with like an Uzi style gun what? mounted on it. A physical. Back then, like back in the early eighties, that was that was a little I'm, later, I think. I'm actually. remembering this. So you had the guys running up in the screen, and you got to just gun yes. people down. And right, you put your quarters in, and the gun like shakes when it shoots. Awesome. Ah. And you had to shoot everything, shoot, 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 shoot. But yes, it's this world of guys coming out of the sides, shipping and, containers, and you're in different, you know, and like context, you, and you gotta. There would be a little symbol of a clip on the ground, and you'd have to shoot that to get more bullets. Ah. Uh, if you were wounded, you had to shoot like a cross, the red cross, you know, to like get some health or whatever. Huh. And then like. As the uh, as your health faded, mm-hmm. the vision would kind of like close in. Oh no! And make this kind of psycho sound. Mm. Would there be like shoulder-mounted rockets that would spiral towards you that you had yes. to shoot too? Okay. Yes. Yeah. And then like as you got wounded and stuff, like the gun wouldn't fire as well. Hmm. I spent oh my god, I spent rolls and rolls of quarters playing that stupid game. Yeah, it's a great one. And man. it always ends the same. I mean, you you never defeat the thing and it blows up. Like you just put another quarter in and. Yeah. Play till you die Keep and going. do it again. Keep and I don't know if there's quarter, a way to get. Though. You know, know if there's a way to get better. Like you just you eventually <laughs> just take enough shots and you die. I, that's it. I can't remember the name of it. No but improvement. What was always cool at the arcade and kind of mind-boggling was the the games that had like the four joysticks module, and you could get you could be an elf, a wizard, a barbarian. Oh man. Or a sorceress, perhaps. I vaguely remember this. And ooh, uh, Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Oh, Gauntlet. Yeah. Sure. Oh, God, I Mysterious love Mysterious game some... that I never played. Never played it. Love me some Gauntlet. I liked, there were a few that I liked. I liked Pinball hmm. quite a bit. My cousin Lucas were here. He'd say, Pinball! <laughs> he loves Pinball so <laughs> but much. But there are lame pinballs and awesome pinball. You know, the lame ones were like one ramp and two little levers, mm-hmm. whatever you call those things. What do you call those? The flippers? Flippers. That can't be what they're called. Flippers. But that's what we would call them. And then there'd be like the Rocky Horror Picture Show pinball machine. And it would be music and five ramps. And then there'd be like a little house that you could, if your ball went in there, all these lights would go off and you'd get like three extra balls. And Mm -hmm. not just two flippers, like four flippers at least. Skee-ball also. Mm. Loved it. How do you think your ski ball skills would be now? Great. Still good. Really I'm good, good at bowling too. Hmm. Well, somebody's 
feeling themselves over Somebody's there. Somebody's throwing down the gauntlet, as it were. <laughs> Good meaning. For someone that never plays, I usually can get over 100. <laughs> we should all go bowling at some point, for sure. Cubert was the game I liked. Had a pyramid of squares. Mm-hmm. and yeah, I never mastered that boink, one. Boink, 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 <laughs> boink, 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 boink. Yeah. I loved it. Little known fact about me, I'm bad at video games. Really? Really bad. Like, I, I'm really good at Tetris. Mm, Tetris and I'm really is good wonderful. at um, Super Tech Mobile. Mm. Like, end of list. I, I don't know what that is. I suck is at like all other, game? like, coordination type games or timing it. Like, uh. even Mario Brothers. I can get through the first screen, maybe, and like, a little farther, but, like, all the th- stuff you have to remember, like, you have to duck. It's different. When this thing like turns this color, you have to duck and then it misses you. Like I just suck. I it's just totally I different now because now you have to know what to do in order to know what to do. It's but you like, can look it up online. But my thing is, if I were to take over Super Mario Brothers right now from my son, all I would do would ru- it would just be me running in the grass and jumping occasionally doing some yoga yeah there's there's nothing i wouldn't know how to get any points or like go through a secret door i you know what i've got to give i've got to give the designers kudos though for how brilliant i think the structure of that was in the original game and that and i remember the excitement of the discovery of a little something called the warp zones Hmm. where if you knew the trick to you thought that the top level of the screen was you know just inaccessible yeah. like you, you couldn't jump couldn't up get that, there but there were there was certain it was like on the second level i think the the elevator you know platforms oh. that would rise and you had to time your jump to get on one of those oh. and if you rode it all the way to the top and jumped you were standing on the top of the fucking screen uh, or, or, or of your frame. You, <laughs> So it was like you broke through. Ladies and gentlemen, bar- if you could see Andy's face, <laughs> he's. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so now you're up there and you're like, what the fuck do I do up here? Mm. There's no bad guys. There's no, no, I can only see like from my knees down. What do you do? Well, you just I'm riveted. You, you choose a direction and you start advancing and, and the screen follows you. And then all of a sudden. <sighs> Underneath, there's just like one layer of bricks, and then underneath you are the three pipes that give you a choice to to, to warp, to skip ahead, to advance levels instead of playing all the way through it. Genius. You know, that was it's, such a cool design. I have two things to say about that. The design is amazing now. I've watched Braden play, and they defy gravity. Like, one world is on top of a planet and then if mario runs around he can defy gravity and just run around the planet and then he's on the uh, underside <laughs> of the planet and this is like modern mario yeah it's oh, like okay. well it's like is it a Super switch mario 3d or it, it's yeah it's a switch mm. and Switching the visuals places. are so creative and interesting and funny sometimes mm. and in my mind i flash back to my apple 2e computer and coming home from fourth grade, I would play, I think the game was called Eamon, where it would literally be typed out on the screen in green print, you are at the entrance of a cave. <laughs> what would you like to do? And you'd have to type in, enter cave. You'd have to code. 
No, you just have to type. You have to type this back. Space. Zero zero one zero one zero zero one. Yeah. There is a large rat staring at you, and you'd have to you'd have to know what the options were: attack or retreat. Literally typing it out on the keyboard. We were talking about this over Christmas. These are the early video games at Lori's house, and like, <laughs> I didn't play that one, but okay. Oregon Trail. Everybody played Oregon Trail. Well, here's the right? fucked up thing: it was 2E. exciting, oh, right? Oh my god, yeah. Oregon Trail had one graphic. It was. <laughs> The welcome screen <laughs> One was that elaborate Conestoga wagon, monochromatic, <laughs> shades of green Conestoga wagon oh with the the writing, mm-hmm. and that was it. And the rest was reading and interacting, and answering the questions. And mm-hmm. but you had a gun. So and so's got typhoid, and so and so got a, lost a horse in the river, and <laughs> all yes. Oh no, engines! Do you remember that in the two E era? A game called Bagels. I think it was called Bagels, and you it was a rabbit. It was a rabbit in a maze, and you had to jump around the maze. Literally with like some kind of joystick? What or do with bagels the arrow, have arrow keys. keys. Arrow, arrow keys. keys. And then like there was like, or like one... J and K. There was one like dangerous thing in the maze that you had to avoid, and otherwise it was just a rabbit. It was like hop, pause, hop, pause. I wish we could force our children to play some of these oh and record God. it. Just, yeah. Uh, some of the the earliest like game worth playing, mm. uh, Larry Bird versus Doctor J. Have you ever? Did you play that on a computer? <sighs> Not on a computer. Oh my god, we played that on a computer where one guy was the arrow keys and then the other guy was J K L M N or something. Yeah, right. Uh, hours and hours of one on one, and and those early being <laughs> able to square JK, off. JK. Yeah, and then JK. up down, up down. Yeah, being able to square off against your brother, the shit talking that that would instigate. Oh, for, the rage for oh yeah, for my brother the and I rage. it was kung fu yeah. fight. <laughs> Two guys who were just were shuffled towards each other, <laughs> punch him in the face, kick straight out. Oh my god, would we? <laughs> Would we just rage at each other and talk such hilarious shit? I mean, How it got so heated. How fast was the action? Punch, <laughs> pause. Punch. It was pretty, pause. pretty clunky, pretty clunky. And kick. then if you could jump, kick, and you could jump, but then you weren't sure how to turn around, so then you'd have your back to the guy, and you get fucking punched in the back. But yeah, great times. I've had. I have four sons, and. So naturally, some of the violent video games have made it into the house. Ah. And like, we had some lead time, though. Uh, it's not like Grand Theft Auto came out and my kids were the first ones to have it. It's been around for a good long time. Right. So we had plenty of time to kind of think that over. It's like, hard when your bad. oldest is like 18, though, to protect your 10-year-old from that. You know what that, I mean? Oh, God. That's a never-ending problem in our yeah. house is to keep the 10, 11, to keep the 11-year-old preserve his childhood like right. could we could we let him be a kid for mm-hmm. god's sakes and yeah that's tough but but yeah like the grand the grand it can theft be auto kind thing. of a bonus for the 11 year old though oh he's living the dream yeah in some ways like i like being the youngest in that respect because yeah, yeah got, when xavier was five on to some i'm using real names when xavier was five we he got to watch star wars like episode four somewhat violent Obi-Wan, but not bloody. luke 
Usually no blood, uh, but lots of death. Tatooine, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Quincy, he he saw all the Star Wars movies, all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Quincy, age? Three, four, five years old. He's oh. 11 now. Okay. Youngest then. Yeah. 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 So just that whole poor oldest has to suffer and live in darkness, <laughs> and, you know, until his parents like get their shit together and realize that none of it matters. It doesn't matter. It does matter a little, doesn't it? They're not going to be corrupted. Perhaps a little. But I'm not going to give... What are those really violent... But I'm going to go with uh, with Gina on this one. Mm. That eh, trying to plug that dam, you know? Like, mm. it's coming in. It, 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 yes, some games are hurt their innocence and all that sort of thing. But it's going to come in, you know? Like, they're going to hear the Eddie Murphy tape eventually. It, they're going to hear it. And the more you try to stop it, the more they want it. I have a tough time with it, with the hyper-violent, mm. actual gun-in-your-hand mm-hmm. games. I still Thinking about bristle. Thinking mu- about a mutual friend of ours whose kids went to that birthday party where they gave out the parachute soldier mm-hmm. in the gift bag. Yeah. And his wife was not cool with their children leaving with that, so he gnawed the gun off of the plastic man. <laughs> What? So that I could just yeah. be a parachuting man. <laughs> it, I was like, oh, it's the United Nations. Uh, <laughs> she was. She didn't like the yeah the fact that it was a soldier, the Green like, Army guy. Yeah, and some and some people. I I understand that. You know, no guns, no representations of violent characters and mm, stuff. But, for me, yeah. it's more the muscle memory thing, like. Uh, Mm, the satisfaction I played shooting games before and there's something so satisfying about shooting things I don't think they need that hardwired mm. real early at like seven eight nine I, I just don't think they need it when it's just as entertaining to play Super Mario Brothers or you know what I mean I don't know I mean there's a part of me that listens to that and hears the good sense of it but I was literally shooting and killing things on my farm that's Before different. that it's not age, a game. yeah. But uh, it, if you want to talk about hardwiring muscle reflex, doing violent shit mm. is probably more impactful than pretending to do violent shit. But there's an emotional impact to killing a live thing. Or are you talking about shooting bottles and? No, I'm talking about murdering pigeons. Yeah. Mm. Did you have any emotional impact from that? Of like, oh my god, I just killed something, or? Uh, when I went outside, that? when I went outside of pigeons and I killed a bunny, I felt badly and buried that. Oh, uh, but I was I had no conscience about pigeons. I was hmm. a sociopath with, with a BB with gun. Just pigeons. Yeah, a lot of people don't like pigeons. Uh, and on the farm, like who's well, caring about it, pigeons? But it's my dad too, saying you know they just shit on everything and mm-hmm. rewarding us for doing it, and us thinking, oh, we're making dad proud, and this is mm. how you. What would your dad have said about you playing shooting video games? He wouldn't have cared. Wouldn't have cared. No. Hmm. Especially like duck hunt or something like that. He he liked hunting. He wouldn't have said a, like, yeah. why don't you go outside and shoot some real guns at real ducks? You know, he wasn't. He didn't have a stick up his ass about hmm. video games too much. I mean, what he had a problem with was just anything that wasn't working. So I suppose. <laughs> yes, <he did>. exactly. <laughs> I think there was one woman that my kids used to go to this school and one of the parents there 
did studies on video games at UW, University of Wisconsin. And I think for the most part, they found that video games were generally healthy for the brain. Mm-hmm. Like there was something about the reward system. There was something about problem solving, problem solving, imagination, and uh, being able to, like you said, you think that there's an end to the level, but all of a sudden you find out the end is not the end. And so mm-hmm. you get into this thing that you didn't even know existed. Like that's good brain pathway stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember talking to my sister about it because her, her kids are very, were raised with like no limits on screens at all. And so um, we used to talk about that a little bit because I found that interesting because growing up we heard, oh, video games, the violent ones especially, they make violent people. And, you know. In I, that, in that uh, Tipper Gore PMRC uh-huh. era, like, oh my God, we talked about that before with the, mm-hmm. the Catholic stuff. Yeah. Well, we talked about it with music. Yeah. I don't. The devil in the music, the violent video games. Whenever somebody like yeah. throws a rod and like shoots up something, oh, I've played. Yeah. I wonder if you it's that video old. Games. That might be the, my upbringing that has me a little protective of what games my kids can mm. play right now. They're well, still very ten, eight, and four. They're pretty sure. young. Well, then there's a there's the maddening hypocrisy sort of of like the 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 pushback or the blowback, the controversy about NWA's music when people were shouting back against what we now recognize pretty clearly through black lives matter you know uh police brutality against black mm-hmm. people minorities you know fuck police those songs uh ice tea song called cop killer right people are like were... oh my god how violent why would you ever think anything bad about the police <laughs> what's wrong with this guy yeah right like uh, we're you know direct your outrage uh fairly please or don't just Right, but the police were villains in Mm. the cultures they were writing about. Mm. Yeah, rightfully so. They spot me while I play as a fly enthusiasm aimed at your indifference. Scan the floor for one tap and do a bobbing hand. Better signal coming back on the same map for record frequency wavelength. How's reception connection? Don't flip the dial. This hip hop for me is commercial free. Only thing for sale up here is me and my seat You're free to catch up on all times at the top of your lungs Got a mic and I can turn it up but I can't turn you down Got a mic but I need a new remote I point and click, point and click Flip around for a little more appreciation from the crowd participation Would it be too much entirely to expect a little respect? Would it be too much entirely? What if what the say is true? Less is more, more is what I'm telling you 